20, I'm in case emergency. Ain't no cap in my rock. Really, I know it's the truck. More profit mean extra. Emma White out full of pressure. That cereal milk smoking right. But that Obama right, so special. Kansas City, I'm a chief. Shout out to K5 on this one. Country thinking I was hushing. I always had it on me. Booming like OJ the Juice. Till a nigga told on me. Run down this relentless. Ain't no love, we ain't friendly. If she want me on him. No the law, she get the business. No the law, still the model. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is the Birds of a Feather podcast with your boy Q City. Taj Bravado. And this is episode 31. Reading is fundamental. You understand me? So we're going to look at last week versus the Jazz, look at next week versus the Titans. We're going to do in division and then give me props. City talk at the end. So come along with us. Enjoy this ride. So, Brody, check it out. Last week, 23-7 loss to the Jags in London, early primetime game, so everybody saw it. This was this was a disgusting loss. It was disrespectful, honestly. I, I felt I felt offended. I felt like they were talking to me personally, but what, what were your thoughts on the game, bro? Again, the defense did what they had to do. I mean, the, the defense was, was – Outside of that one play, the defense was great. But for the I, second week in a row, the offense is not doing what we needed to do. 13 points in two games. The, the points in two games. We, we, we have a offensive-minded head coach, and the offense looks mindless. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not going to lie to you. The run scheme was so creative. Like, the run game was really moving. I really think that's what opened Bijan up a lot. Like, he was super creative with the run scheme. There was one counterplay where it was really Ritter's ball handling. But, like, he, you know, hiked the ball, took a false step, turned around, and showed his back to the defense as if it was a play action. But then it was like a counter handoff. And Bijan got like broke open on it. I, I really think the run game was super creative, and you saw how you saw its creativity. Well, I mean, that that's what Art gonna do. Like the run game, he he when it comes to the run game, he's Shanahan. But he needs the other parts to get the Shanahan level. Yeah, so our passing game is non-existent. And I, I think first, you know, touch on all three phases. If I look at special teams, I don't feel like our special teams played any significant factor in the game. I feel like our punt team and punt coverage was fine. Um, I feel like we didn't have any reasonable returns or or, or ability to make a return. Um, I saw CP. I remember texting you. I seen CP84 out there. He was only on the field for punt uh, for kickoff returns, right? That's the only time he was on the field. Uh, I was kind of like, Where's your role in the offense? But I guess they're slow rolling him back. Yeah, because that's what they did with Akuda. Like they activated him in one game. He played a little bit, and then I expect when we since the next game's back home, I expect we see a little a little more CP to see what this offense is going to look like at full strength. I pray. So uh, 
any other special teams call outs because I don't who didn't hit for me, but it's really just because the offense didn't do their job. Special teams, special teams, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't special. Special, (laughs) absolutely. Now, when it comes to the defense, man, it's 23 points on the scoreboard. You take off seven for the pick six. That defense allowed one busted coverage touchdown and three field goals. That defense played well enough to keep you in this game. Oh, definitely. Definitely. The, the defense is – because there was a lot of hype around the defense, and the defense has, for the most part, been as advertised, maybe, maybe even better. Because you know, like, how being a Falcons fan in, in defense goes, like – you kind of approach things with a with a little caution, but this defense has exceeded my expectations so far. Um, I, I think far and away this defense is this defense has kept you in games, right? Oh yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. and won us games. What? Yeah, won won you the the Carolina game, won you the the Packers game. Uh, I don't feel like the defense had a real chance in hell versus the Lions, but I felt like the defense had a chance today. I felt like the the elephant in the room was the busted coverage on Ridley. You know what I'm saying? Out there on AJ. But outside of that, AJ put on, like, grabbed his suitcase and, you know, he traveled with him all day. Kept Ridley to two for 28 yards. Yeah. Outside of that, outside of that one busted coverage touchdown, Ridley didn't do nothing. Exactly. Yeah. You, you was very quiet. Now, AJ. Kirk was able to get off, and I'm not sure if that was a function of Akuda or the scheme. But either that wasn't way, Akuda. Kirk Akuda was having that, that Kirk, he out of the slot. That wasn't Akuda. So Akuda, Akuda was lined up at left. Uh, yeah, the, you're talking about the offer. There we go. Twenty boy was yeah. getting posted. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, 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 he was uh like he I mean that's that's the weak point and that's where teams are going to try to attack is is at the, at that nickel corner because outside we pretty solid AJ is elite and then Akuda he has I mean he has the draft pedigree um and, and some unrealized potential so teams are probably going to take their chances with the with the lesser caliber guy in, in uh the offer so and 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 they picked on him he had he had one splash play today where he blew up a screen but even with them like hitting kirk repeatedly bro they really weren't able to capitalize they uh-huh. really weren't they kept them in great position today now i know the play calling changed drastically once um the pick six happened we'll get to the offense but like i felt for a good part our defensive play calling was in the game when the game was still in doubt, in question, they were able to get the ball back to the offense. Like, I, I felt like this defense, like, slowed up. Did, like, not slowed up. Uh, this defense showed up and did exactly what their game plan was to the Jets, right? Grady had a sack. Like, it, it was a good game defensively. It was. It was. Like, I, I have, like, because it's like, you're watching the game, like you can't put nothing on the defense. Because the defense, given the situation they were put in, in the short fields and, and the hold, hold them down, like they did what they could. The offense has to give you more. 
that second that second pick that resulted in no points when they well, I think they ended in the red zone, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, because they uh because he got the pick and he ended it, if he didn't drop the ball, he might have had a pick six. He might have had a pick six if he didn't drop the ball. But I, I remember like he was at like right on the edge of the red zone or either yeah, in the red maybe zone. like the twenty it was around it was around the twenty either. Roughly, I don't know. Remember the exact, but I know it was around that range. And you're able to end that possession with no points given up. Like, yeah, the defense did which all you can ask. All right, so we we gotta, you know, this is gonna be the bulk of the time. This is gonna be where it's at. We gotta talk about the offense, bro. Do we? This to? offense is just like the word stale, unimaginative. Uh, bad execution come to mind, but it really, it really boils down to our quarterback just did not make the plays necessary and actually made the plays that cost us the game. See, watching the game, seeing how we're adjusted in the second half really frustrated the hell out of me because it's like, man, what? In the Man. second half, he's playing with such just confidence. The confidence, he's decisive and relative, relatively accurate for him. But in the first half, it, it none of that was there. Like where? So here's my thinking. Here's my thinking because uh, they were able to score seven relatively easy, right? So when it comes when it comes to the Falcons offense, you know, y'all y'all kind of got behind, but the run game was still a factor. What is our first 15 and how were we getting Ritter involved within the first 15? Like what are the reads? And and that breaks down to basically the title boat, bro. Like where are your eyes on the defense? Because even the announcer broke down the simple uh, flat slant concept and how Ritter literally just read it wrong. Like, mm-hmm. he, the corner went over, you took the slant route. I, I, it, bro, I'm sitting at home on my couch and I see this. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, that's a pick six. Like, dude walked into it. Yeah. And I, I, I think. He was feeling phantom pressure on that because he he didn't have to throw the ball. He still had plenty of time. And he wasn't even getting peppered today like that. Well, they they, they sacked him about three times, but but they they the, for, the, for the for the for the most part, the offensive line that was probably one of that was one of the best offensive line's better games. That was one of their better games, bro. There were three sacks, but there were not a huge ton of quarterback pressures. Not after that Lions game. That offensive oh, yeah. line, I cannot put it on them this week. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, that's you can't. You can't. I yeah, feel like I feel like one sack was off a of play action, just like a missed block. I want to say by Bergeron. Um, another sack was he rolled out of the pocket into the pressure, and Josh Allen sacked him. Um, oh. I don't remember the third one off the top of my head, but there was not a huge quarterback pressure today. On a on a side note, is Trayvon Walker a bust? 
Because, like, my man is making no noise. See, I don't, because it's only his second year. It's, it's, it's way too early to be throwing it away. Because he's, like, he's not a bad player. So it, it is way too early to be throwing the bust word around. Um, because with a player like him, a lot of it comes down to usage. I think Jacksonville is still figuring out how to use them. No. I mean, he had three and a half sacks last year. They got him playing stand-up linebacker sometime. And, I mean, already at the start of the season, he's got two sacks. One against us. I think his other one was a – it was either Casey or or their first game. So, I mean, like, two sacks. But I don't know, bro. I didn't see any initial pressure from him. As somebody who was kind of built as this athletic freak, I think we called him out as somebody to worry about. And honestly, on that side, they handled him pretty good. I mean, they handled him good, but he, I mean, he, he's he's still a, he's still a young player that's still trying to figure things out. Like, because the thing is, even after draft, he wasn't known for his pass rush acumen. Like, yeah, was he was kind. Of, the, he was known as a physical freak, so he's gonna be one of them guys that might take till year three or four. When he breaks out, like the same thing with Rashawn Gary with the Packers, it took him. He, he was that same type of physical freak, but it, it it took him a little time to put it together. Guys, because you take them guys with the hopes that they eventually figure it out. Yeah, and I I feel like we made a um, we made a similar pick with with our linebacker, even though he's hurt this year. Like I, I think we made. A similar physical freak pick. Uh, yeah. His feelings. If it hits. If his feelings. It hits. It hits. Yeah. His feeling was like they kept talking about how hard he hit. Nate. Nate landing. Nate land mine was <laughs> that boy was dropping bombs with them hits. I'm saying he was putting in work this game, bro. And and so like, it, but that goes back to our defense being good. Back to this offense. So, once again, the the slant flat concept, just like I don't know what the read was there, what you were looking at, the corner went over. They're conceding the flat route to you. They're conceding the flat route. Like they're saying get four or five yards because, like, we're going to close, we're going to pursue, and you're not going to go any, like, further. We're going to put you in a third down situation and, like, he took the slant, and I don't understand that, bro. Like, what what are you, what are you actually looking at, or are you just, this is where coach said the ball should go, so this is where the ball is gonna go. It honestly looks like he's 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 pressing, and he just needs to just relax and just play. Because because I felt that like game, that we, in the we saw two different. Yeah, and in, in, in the second half he was just playing. But in, in the first half, he looked like someone like Ritter's a guy that you got to make the game easy for. Well, I don't or think just let him get in the rhythm. In his second interception, there was no easier read than his second interception because now, okay, that was a two man route off of play action. You take the vert, even even if you incomplete it, you take the vert. I, I, I'm going to have to disagree with that because 
That was a horrible play design. Bro, no, because look. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, look, it's a horrible play design because both of the routes are crossing at one point. Like, if you're gonna have a two man route, so you don't want them to like they, in a cover. They're playing cover three, and both of the routes are going straight to the safety. No, so listen, so listen, because because of the play action concept on that route, because of the play action, and your tight end lined up on the line. You're you're running your tight end on an in route. So one, the ball should have been out either sooner or he was holding reading no. the safety. So listen, no, pitch was out wide. Right? If you're it holding was, pit, pit, pitch and London were both out wide. Pitch went on the line. He was, they, they were both out wide at receiver. I'd, either way, you're running an in route, right? You're running an in route. Then you're running a vert. Your read is the safety, bro. Exactly, but the safety didn't move until he threw the ball. Both both routes are coming to the safety. He's just sitting there waiting. So that's because so that's a hold. But in that situation, you take the vert route. You you take the vert route. You I don't I don't think there's a right answer in that situation. Even the, the, the correct the correct situation should have been throwing off the Tyler Algier in the flat. That should be that that's the correct answer because in the cover three, if the if the safety's back there, you don't throw that. That's another thing. Tyler didn't even turn around on that route, bro. He went to the flat and just drifted and looked back. I'm trying to figure Ooh. out where were you, like, you didn't even look like you were expecting the ball. Ritter turned around, faced the defense, immediately stared down his receiver, running the in route the whole way. Your read is the safety. Like, your read is the safety in that situation. You take the vert. Yeah. If you're going to throw the in, that it needed to be out as soon as he turned around. The thing that I, I, I can't agree with that because the linebackers are playing back. <laughs> no. So in that situation, like I said, if the linebackers didn't bite, you're running an in route behind them. You should have a touch pass. But if you don't have the touch pass, you don't feel like you can make it over the linebacker head to the uh, to the in route, you take the vert. Because at that way, I think it's a pick either way. It's an arm because the safety. It's an arm. The safety was this. The safety was in a reactionary position. He only he he only reacted when he seen the ball was coming, but he was playing deep. And Jacksonville could do that because hold on, Jacksonville could do that because they're not scared of our. We don't we don't have anyone that's scaring them that make them play back. They're not scared about Drake running beating them deep. No one is. So you could throw the vert, but then he's not going to beat you deep. But you saw in his touchdown pass, he's going to make contested catches. He 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 will make contested catches, but if if, if you got two people playing deep, he he's a one on one guy. I don't know if he's going to do this on two two on two, and they put their best corner on him. I I I I didn't like the play call. I don't think that the in that situation, I don't feel like the issue. It, for for the play that they ran versus cover threes is not a good fit. They should they should have took the dump off, and or for it, it having only two routes on that play is horrible. Well, because, because 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 what what the amount of two what what the amount of two man routes that we have it forces Ritter to make a decision that probably he shouldn't he he should just like he should t- just dump it off to Tyler Alger and let him take take the free yards. 
that, that I, I don't like the play. I, I do not like, especially versus that coverage. The, the, the play might have worked better versus something else, but versus that coverage, no. Because the thing is, Jacksonville did not respect us deep at all. Which is why you, you throw it up. You got to get them to respect you deep. And I feel like we haven't challenged any defense this year on those vertical route concepts, which makes because we can't get vertical. We don't have a vertical threat, <laughs> bro. You got it, but you gotta make them respect it. If you never, if you never throw the ball deep, I'm always gonna sit on those routes, and we don't. I mean, they don't. do. They, but, but the thing is, they do. See, look. Here, here, okay, here, here's the thing, though. It's not that they don't respect us throwing the deep ball. It's the fact they don't respect the speed. Because the thing is, with the speed we got, they can sit on it and still catch up. The only person they got to worry about is Pitts. Put, put if up they there. see Pitts, they're doubling. Even the announcer said, that's the situation. You put it up there and you let your big body guys go make a play. You li- he literally you did it on the touchdown. That was a good throw. That was, that, 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 that was just a good throw. Because it didn't like he, like he went over the dude. He just had to box him out. That was just a box out throw. He's using so that's a, that's, he's using his body. Yeah, but okay, okay, but that's not the same as throwing a deep pass. Those are two different scenarios. Listen, bro, do you think Mike Evans is a burn? Uh, who? No, but Mike, Mike Mike Evans has more speed than Drake London. That's for sure. He he can get by. He can get past past the defense, and he's done it consistently. He's a burn. He's not a burner, but he he knows how to get past the defense. Drake London, literally the same. Body type and the way they play is two different things. Mike Mike Evans can get past the defense. Dre London has not showed me that. If you're only gonna run him on in breaking routes and, and straight 10 yard hitches, yes, that's all he's gonna do. But, but the thing is, he Mike Mike okay, Mike Mike Evans, Mike Evans and Drake London are only similar when it comes to their body type. And maybe like Certain other aspects, but Mike Evans is an infinitely better deep threat than Drake London is. I don't. I I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying he has the opportunity to do so. Drake London does he? Does he really? Has not had that opportunity within this offense because the routes that he runs that are vertical are dummy routes. They're never looked at. You just said you just said yourself like, oh, he wasn't going to throw that. What the hell am I running a vert for? What the hell am I running a nine for? If I'm never even going to get looked at, you have to put the ball up there for them to respect you as a vertical threat. And we do not. We do not put the ball past 15 yards in the air. We don't do it. See, see, I'm not saying that they don't respect him as a vertical threat. I'm saying they don't respect the speed. They will play you because the thing is they're not worried about getting burnt. Sure, he sure he might catch, he might make a contested catch. They'll live with that, but they're not worried about him. Oh well, he's gonna beat us alone. They're not worried about that. There, there is no one on this Falcons offense outside of maybe Pitt that they are scared of beating them vertically. And I yes, yeah, yeah, yes, you could throw up the contested catch to Drake London, but that I mean, yeah, yes, for, you have the players for a reason, but that's still not a great play. I don't think that I don't think they respect Pitts as a speed as a speed function in this offense. To be no, honest, with they you. do, but they double them. <laughs> Pitts, Pitts is, is the Pitts has not got vertical. Pitts, Pitts has not ran a vertical route 
in the progression in like three games, bro. He ran one just last week and he overthrew it. The, the deep post the, versus the line that he overthrew. That was a deep prep. That was a deep route. He did overthrow that one. Okay, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. <laughs> I stand, hey, please fuck like, up. Like, 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 <laughs> like, like, like Kyle Pitts is our vertical threat, but they double him, so it's not always there. Because Pitts is our most dangerous receiving threat, and teams know that. Now, Pitts also isn't 100%, and, and Arthur Smith alluded to that in one of the recent presses. But, like, if if you're not scared of Drake London's speed because you're like, okay, he's a competitive catch guy, boom. The only guy you're really worried about beating you deep is Kyle Pitts. And then we have a guy named Scotty Miller that often remember is allergic to playing for some reason. I can't ever see a field. He was on the field for, what, seven snaps? Yeah, like, I, I don't I don't understand the purpose. Like, you got this speed, demon. Get him on the field and get some vertical stuff going. Like, utilize the speed that you have. You're not utilizing everything. So didn't he call for A.J. Brown and the kid they drafted from Western Michigan, who were both similar body types but way faster? The kid they picked from Western Michigan, number five overall. Did you call, well, he went. He wasn't the offensive coordinator when they did that. He was just uh, probably a, a, a tight end coach when they picked Corey Davis. But he called plays for Corey, right? Because Corey no, wasn't on the Jets. Well, I, well, I mean, I mean, probably a yeah, maybe a period of time, yeah. Like so you his last year. I'm consistently. I'm trying to figure out why consistently you're running your X receiver on these vert routes in the two man concept, but it's because you're used to your X receiver separate. Yeah, maybe, but but the thing is, you drafted Drake knowing what he was, so like that's what that's why I say he needs a passing game coordinator. He I needs someone like, to bring uh, in uh, 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 some fresh eyes to the work. passing game. I think he might be stuck on the idea of the plays that worked. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's why I said he need a passing game coordinator. You you got to bring in fresh eyes because the thing is like. Yeah, that stuff worked then, but you, you the, the team is not the same. Like you have a different style of back. This team is totally different from that Tennessee team. And I and hopefully when when you know CP come back, it'll look a little different. There might be some different spacing. I really hope Algier gets off because he's averaging like two point one per carry right now. Like it's it's pretty bad over the last two games. Like he cannot get off. Well, I mean, the thing about Algier is Algier is not really going to do well for stack boxes because he doesn't. He, he he's not going to make you miss much. But, but like Bijan can capitalize on these stack boxes because if you get the flow too hard, like you see him on that run where he cut it back for forty, if you over pursue too much, Bijan can make you pay. Algier not so much. But I felt like he was running against semi light boxes. Yeah, they were cheating a little bit, but like. Once they got up about ten, we we were we were really in throwing situations at that point. Jacksonville was in cover three for most of the game. They 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 had a safety up and a safety in the box. They 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 kept eight in the box pretty consistently because now, they, 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 they they're following the, the the blueprint that Detroit showed. Oh, they can't beat you passing, so we're just gonna load the box, throw the ball, and we now, can't. 
once they got once we got rolling a little bit in the second half, I feel like that lightened up. It opened up some of the runs. It opened up a little bit of the play action. I felt like that was a missed touchdown in the end zone, but I was totally okay with the play call. I was okay with the I throw. I was okay with the play call. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like the throw was there. It just It just didn't fall. You know what I'm saying? Like – the thing is, the the boxes didn't lighten up because they still don't respect us vertically. It's just Arthur Smith find, adjusted to what they were doing instead of just trying to run them into a, a brick wall. And it, it, Arthur Smith needs to understand that these teams are going to come out like Detroit did and how Jacksonville came out in the first half. They're going to load the box. So you need to be ready for that. And, and Ritter is not the quarterback that you could just drop back and just okay, we're gonna drop back and throw. You got to get the running game going. You got to find a way to get it going so he can operate off these players and keepers and bootlegs. All right. So I mean, you kind of you kind of ran into what the true crux of it is, because like, is Ritter the quarterback? And like, we had this. Start, I don't know. Yeah, we had this talk at the beginning of the season, and. uh you know, I said about week six or seven, he was going to have a short leash. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Come halftime, I took a phone call in the first words before this man said hi to me was get him the f- out of here. <laughs> I said, All right, bro. Good afternoon or good morning. How you doing? <laughs> but it really boils down to like, you know, Falcons fans are frustrated. I think we've been spoiled with Matt Ryan. And people didn't yeah. really appreciate his headiness. And his, they like, they didn't say. appreciate Matt Ryan at all. Nowhere near enough. They just act like Matt Ryan's grow on trees when they don't. Yeah, no, no. They, this is this is most NFL's uh, fan bases catching the quarterbacks in reality. But yeah, they, you know, I, I said about a six game sample size because that'll give you ten. That'll give you ten games. Once again, it goes back. You can't change the past, but this is exactly why. He should have started after the Panthers game last year. Um, I don't know if those games made a difference, but hasn't lost at home, but hasn't won on the yeah, road. So we'll see. We'll see uh, this week as we got a home game versus the red hot CJ Stroud. So as of right now, he's four and four, uh, one three hundred yard game, three hundred total yard offense game. Not, not passing. Um, you don't really have a pitch. You don't really have a pitcher in the bullpen. Like Heineke, you know what Heineke is. And you signed him to be a backup. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, where, what are you, what are your options? Where are you, where are you going? Are you going to ride this out with Ritter? Are you going to survive another seven and nine season or seven and 10 season? You know? Yeah. He'll be. Um, I think three years in a row with seven wins, you you got to start looking at what's going to change. What's going to change is he's going to have to get all to just be the head coach. Or he or he's going to have to really take a hard look at this offense and make this offense more quarterback friendly, because the whole. When you look at the offense as a whole, you have a elite talent at tight end. You have a first-round receiver, and then you have a generational-type running back. In a, 
when, when, when things are going the offensive line's okay. All of these things on paper sound like it should be a quarterback's dream. But the way the Alton Smith is constructing this offense is not as, as quarterback friendly as you would think it is. But I feel like the reads are pretty simple. I I honestly I'm looking to execution at this point. Okay. I don't think I, I, I get what you're saying, but it's like just running the ball and then play action and just two man routes like that's yes, it's simple, but it, it, it doesn't leave a whole lot of room for anything else. Like help the quarterback out. Give him some two man routes is, is, is like it's trash. Is that it, it's predictable. Because it's, it's getting to the point to it's getting to the point to where like look first Detroit. Like, look over Detroit. Detroit didn't bite on a play action not once. These 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 teams are not like they know the play action and they know we had a great run game. But it, it it's predictable. Like he he he's reminding me of Mike Malarkey a little bit. Uh, okay, I can see that because like. Hell, that got Mike Smith fired. Yeah, like, bring in, like, and Arthur Smith, a very stubborn person. You can see it in his play calling. You can see that in his play calling. He is very stubborn. He wants stuff to work his way, but sometimes that's just not the reality thing. So you need to bring some outside influences to bring life to this offense. So if that means you gotta let go of Ragon and get an actual offensive coordinator in here to jumpstart this offense, then so be it. But Arthur Smith's run game is elite, but the passing game is not where it needs to be. It leaves it leaves a lot to be desired, and I think we talked about it about like you really rely on the physicality of your uh, of your weapons. You know what I'm saying? Like, you drafted these super good talents, but it just feels like, one, both both picks were, were inexcusable. And I've heard your points on the play calling on the second. I don't see it the same way, but we can agree to disagree there. But that that pick six, there's there's no you can't you can't defend that one. It wasn't play call. That, that's a that's a that's a high school concept, bro. That's a high school concept. Slant flat. If they go over, take the flat. If they go under, take the slant. That's that's high school, bro. Yeah. And so, like when the bullets are flying live, you can't see that one. You can't see the safety sitting on the route as you as you take it over in the middle. And hell, he's had picks that really should have been caught, but that haven't been. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he went a long ass time without throwing an interception, didn't until uh, last game, you know what I'm saying? But, like, this league is smart. It's going to figure you out. And, like, he's at three right now with one rushing touchdown and two passing. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm, I'm thinking this off the top of my head. I only remember I like has, one rushing he had, he had one in, he had one passing in the uh, Carolina game. He had one passing, one rushing in the Packers game. Then he had 
None. Past two weeks. And, no, no, he, he, he threw, he threw the one to Jerry, to Jerry Monday. So he has four, four, four touchdowns versus three interceptions and a couple of fumbles. And, and it begs the question, man, what, what are we really doing? You know what I'm saying? What, what are we – are we just going to roll with this all year? You know what I'm saying? Is this is this the plan? Is this the – this going to be the guy for the duration of the year? What's that record look like? And then what what does the draft look like? Like, See, my thing is – like, Ritter, Ritter is definitely to blame, but Arthur Smith is too. I feel like – because like Arthur Smith has these these exotic personnel groupings, but it's still pretty predictable where the ball's going. Like if you see Bijan at receiver going motion, where's the ball going? Well, no, because that pissed me off. I done seen him put Bijan in motion and they hand to Algier to a stack box. That don't make no sense. No, but but it, it, it's predictable. Like, cause like the thing is, he'll probably throw Bijan out there because you know there's a good chance he's gonna get the ball. But at the same time, like he's still using them. Like he can, he uses motion on about like ninety percent of his plays, or if not higher than that. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's unnecessary motion too, because like I think so. The whole point of it, I think, is to give Ritter a solid read on whether it's man or zone. But teams just don't move. And they'll they'll have they'll have an unbalanced side. They just don't care because they don't think that you can throw the ball and read their defense in enough time. They just don't. I watched Kyle Pitts come in motion across the line, slip and go back, and not a soul on the defense moved. Well, sometimes it's not about moving. Sometimes it's just about seeing if you can get the matchup you want. A lot of because like that's what, that's why Shanahan does the motions because he's trying to he's trying. Shanahan is a master of finding the matchup that he wants. That's why I feel like it. That's why I feel like it's pointless motion. That's what, because like your defense, your offense doesn't look like it goes to pinpoint inadequacies in the defense. There wasn't there wasn't a corner it looked like you were picking on. There wasn't a linebacker it looked like you were running at. It literally looked like these are my plays, and I'm going to call my plays, and they're going to work because they're my plays. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. That is exactly what it looks like. Because it, like, it doesn't look like he's picking on any particular player. or cause like, even, like, even in, in games where, like, say, a cornerback gets hurt, typically most teams, they're drawing up a shot to go right at the cornerback. Often Okay, we're going to ball at them. Yeah, because like, 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 like even in the Panthers game, he got it right in the second half. But it's like, just as much as Desmond Ritter gets off to these slow starts, so does Alter Smith. And that's why I was saying, like, what does our first fifteen look like? What is the what is the overall plan that they're trying to produce in our offense? Because like. As you're watching it unfold throughout the game, I don't see a clear plan outside of we're going to run the ball, and then we're going to play action, and then we're going to hit a deep shot eventually. But in the meantime, we're going to dink and dunk down the field. Like, And I can tell you that sitting on my couch 
you know what I'm saying, playing Monday morning, court, playing playing Sunday afternoon quarterback. I can I can like tell you where the ball's going, and I don't do this for a living. So like that's an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like if I can see your formation, and I'm calling out play action. What do you think these guys who do this for a living are doing? Easy, easy pickings. And I, I just, I, I would like to see a little more, a little more direction in the offense. I guess is is what I'm looking for. His run schemes are amazing, but like, there's no other way to say it. You're going to run the ball against everyone. Like, even when you run it feels like it's more about how smart you are running the ball than it is about running with a purpose. Like it would have been different if you were like, we're going to run at Trayvon Walker, right? We're going to run at Josh Allen. Like it didn't feel that way. It felt like, Ooh, look at this really cool run scheme I came up with. And I guess that gets like, that's your calling card. It gets people to say, Oh, he's a genius offensively. But like, even, you know, even on the Espen network, they were saying, like, everybody keeps telling me he's a good offensive coach, you know, when they were talking about Justin Fields. And it's like, yeah, everybody does keep saying that. And when you look at it on field, film, it looks really creative. But, like, it feels like it lacks a purpose. It lacks, it lacks a defined point of attack to a defense's weak spot. And I feel like every other great offensive mind that we think about does that outside of – Andy Reid. I don't feel like Andy Reid actually does that, but I feel like he's a much more creative offensive mind. And always he, he's creative. Like I, I don't think he but Reid he doesn't really attack. He just gonna be like I'm gonna scheme this shit up so nice it don't matter who it is it's gonna work. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Arthur Smith think he that, but bro, you're not him. Now, it, it is interesting that you say that, though, because um, I was reading the um, article and Andy Reid is one of the guys that Alter Smith idolizes. Yeah. And you can kind of you can kind of see it like Andy Reid is going to run his plays however he wants to run his plays and like bro, find a way to stop. Him. And my Arthur Smith, you think you're that, but like you're not. Yeah, Arthur, Arthur, he, he, I'm, I'm gonna need Arthur to. Uh, I'm gonna need him. To, I'm like, because the thing is, but even even with Andy, he's still open to suggestion. I'm not sure how open to suggestion Arthur Smith is. And I think that's I because think like, that's the issue. Yeah, because like I remember uh, Andy Reid and Andy, he was like, "Yeah, man, that's it." I take plays from anywhere. I, I took a play from the house. Uh, stadium janitor. And his wife was like, oh, that's my play. And his wife was like, no, it's not. I don't believe you. But, yeah, it's just like inspiration can come from anywhere. And, and I'm not sure Arthur Smith is doing himself and his team the service that it needs to be. Like, the run game's amazing. And due to the way he schemes up the run game, it doesn't really Great run because he's gonna have a high success. But with the pass game, I'm gonna need him to be a little more purposeful. And I, I can agree with that. 
I can agree with that because it doesn't look like there's a rhyme or reason. But we bemoaned about this game long enough. I think that reasonably, first half, disaster. Second half, pretty good. Like you mentioned, we move on to the Red Hot Texans. Next week, like you said, we played a red hot Texans coming off a 30 to 6 win versus Steelers, where they even injured their quarterback. Um, CJ Stroud, 300 yards passing multiple times, no interceptions, five or six touchdowns. Um, yo, this rookie's on fire, bro. And uh, the got Carolina thinking, like, mm, maybe we, we might have took the wrong guy, but I don't think it falls all on him. One, I think their coach is like transformative. I, I, I think D'Amico Ryans is like going to be an amazing head coach. And then he's got a lot of weapons around him. Nico Collins, Tank Dell, Michi ain't even really been doing much, but he's out there. And then their running back Pierce is pretty good. I'm really just chalking it up to the Shanahan coaching tree. <laughs> and they just got a quarterback with with high end tools, they can they can truly operate this thing and show you what it can look like when you got a good quarterback doing it. He looks man, hey, the kid looks yeah. good. Because like the last time we seen a high end quarterback in this type of offense was twenty sixteen with the Falcons. Yeah, and the Shanahan tree all pretty much runs the same the same plays, the same coaching-like philosophies, but yeah, I, I think like getting that speedy wide receiver who can play kind of like that switch role is is always good. And they, they really have that in Tank Dell. Tank Dell was an off-hit receiver out of the draft. A um, little bit. I, I, I wanted him in Atlanta. I, I really did. Didn't work out, obviously, but they they uh they got a, a, a nice collection of weapons. Um young um but hopefully we can get back on track and, and maybe slow this uh rookie down. I mean considering we do have one of the better pass defenses in the NFL. Ho- hopefully we could uh bring this bring bring CJ his welcome to the NFL moment. I'm hoping at it, but I mean- Bobby Slogan is like the, the next coming of, of, you know, the great um, coordinator like Zach Taylor. Like, I didn't think Zach Taylor was all that good Shanahan tree by way of McVeigh, but like, you know, he, he does have the fundamentals down. And their quarterbacks don't just get ransacked like that. They have awkward blocking schemes, but th- their lines usually play pretty good, and it's because there's a huge push on the run. And then, uh, what's it called? The pass game off the run, and the looks look almost identical. So it's like your defense doesn't really know whether it's time to tee off or kind of stay back and, and look for a hole. Yeah, and I think that, that's, that, like, that's something that's great. Push. That's something the author could use, making everything look the same. Yeah, like they, they line up in three wide receiver set, and you don't know if that. If that's a run, a play action, 
uh, uh, flea flicker, a, a dig with a with a vert action behind it, uh, uh, offside run. Like they move that tight end around. It's 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 really creative, yeah. but the base is is all similar. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's yeah. almost like Madden, where you choose like a play formation, and then you run like every single play out of that formation, right <laughs> before going on to the next. Yeah, that's essentially what they do because you don't really know, and it, it's impressive how they how they able to do it because, like, they had no—I don't think they had any of their starters on the offensive line, and they, they and they went against that Steelers defense, and it was business as usual. Yeah, Green just went out with a with a torn MCL, so like, I you know that one hope you feel hope he gets better, you know, God bless. But like, I do think our defense should be able hopefully to provide some pressure, but I think a good part of providing pressure comes with playing with the lead, right? And no team has really been able to just get a jump on this Texans team. I look at, and I think a good part of that comes with their defense. I really like Harris. I've always liked him. Grenard, uh, Grenard and Will Anderson Jr. are kind of your bookends. Will Anderson looks really small, bro. Like, <laughs> he looks really small, which is crazy because, like, he was a monster at Alabama, but, like, his body type I just... Mean, he, yeah, he, he wasn't the biggest guy. I think he's, like, he might be a little long. I think he's, like, what, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, but he's only, like, 240. Yeah, and... and you know, with his hand in the dirt, he doesn't look like he's getting much push off or lift. He had that block kick, and I think he's got one sack on the year, but I'm not really uh super worried about him. Even though he's the number three overall pick, I'm not now that doesn't mean that he can't get off on uh on McGarry, because McGarry does struggle a little bit with speed. So yeah. uh hopefully that's not that's not a matchup they go hunting on, but I, I do think that I do think that this is a game in which I could see us going the way of the Steelers and it being like a 30 to six type situation, or I could see us going the way of the Colts when they played the Texans and it being like a 35, 32 type of game. Like I'm up before the Baltimore game where it was 20 something to nine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was CJ's first game, wasn't it? Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I feel like he's responded pretty well to that. And even in that game, I think he had 300 yards passing. Um, no, he, he he didn't get it until he played the Colts. There it goes. So when I look at him, when I take all those factors into account, it, it's it's hard. It's hard after the last two weeks to pick a Falcons win. But if I had to, which – I don't have to, but I always will because that's my team. I'm more so thinking of a 21-17, 24-17 type of game. Feeling like we keep their offense in check for the most part, and we we put some points on the board. What you think? I'm leaning. I think this game is going to look score wise kind of like when we played the Panthers about. Two, I, I, I like us for a two-position win. 
Um, um, getting back at home, back in front of the fans. Um, 24-10 type of thing? Or more yeah, than? 24-10, yeah, maybe 27-14. Um, but, you know, I'm looking at something in, in, in one of those ranges. Um, I feel like being, back at home. being like super optimistic, asking the offense who scored 13 points the last two weeks to score 24 and 27, respectively. I mean, yeah, but but like I said, back at home, like th- th- those two games, is stinkers, they were on the road. Which is true. They have played well at home. So, hey, looking forward to it. Go Falcons. And next, we move on to in division to see what else other, everybody else in the division did. to end division so as the division was one and three this week and uh it was only one and three because somebody had to win that Bucks saints game so we got the bucks ahead at three and one beating the saints 26 nine uh we at five two and two right now after our loss the saints at two and two after theirs and then the panthers on four lost to the vikings 21 13 ah that, that was that was it was a rough loss for them especially considering how their defense played but we actually know that life has them now and still have two wins. So, yeah. what's out to you this week about the division, man? Um, that really stood out. Um, everything pretty much went as I expected it. Um, well, the Panthers might be worse than I thought they were. Definitely. Definitely think they're worse than, than most of us realized. Um, but I, I, I thought the Bucks would probably, I thought the Bucks weren't getting enough respect, um, because people were just writing them off. All oh, the Bucks are going to be in the Kayla Williams conversation. And I'm like, this team is still a talented team. They just don't got Brady. It's the same team otherwise. And as of right now, they're leading the division. Um, not sure if it's good or bad. They got an early buy. So their next game is in 14 days versus the Lions. Uh, the Saints, they play the Pats next week. So, you know, I, I really think we need to handle handle things against the uh, Texans. Otherwise, we could be looking at third in the division because I, I, I think the Patriots are just a god-awful team this year. Like, Bill is always going to coach up that, uh, that defense and that special teams. But one, they're making, like, special teams errors. Um, but they're just they're same same boat we're in, bro. Their quarterback is just bad. I think they're god awful this year. Um, I don't even know if it's just a quarterback. Max is not. He's not. Um, just my running back, but that offense is not really great. No, 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 no. And and they got they got uh, Clef Chin, Texans coach. Um, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. There you go. They got him back. Uh, so the offense looks like competent now, but just what Matt's doing in the offense just is is just bad. Um, but yeah, no. They, like you brought out the Panthers. The Panthers might be worse. The Panthers might be worse than most of us realized. Their next game is versus the Lions. The Lions have been red hot. Um, playing playing really. 
I think they beat the dust off the Panthers, bro. Like, I, I think that game gets ugly quick. And now you're looking at an 0-5 season. And I think that would officially put them out. Mm. I said, I said, I don't think the Panthers ever really expected to be in a playoff this particular year, but they, they might start all five, but I, I, I do expect them to get some momentum and steam going toward the end of the season. I expect them to add a receiver around the trade deadline. I'll be keeping an eye out for T. Higgins to uh, Carolina. They want a number one receiver. Uh, I don't think Cincinnati's about to pay him. It's so, uh, counterproductive to trade away a dominant number one receiver. I get it. It gets you the, the number one over. I wouldn't call I wouldn't call DJ more dominant. But. I mean his stats did dictate he was dominant. You know what I'm saying? And he was true number one. I seen the stats. They didn't say dominant to me, but he only had one season of maybe a thousand yards. Everything else has been like nine, eight hundred yards. I mean, he was clearly their best wide receiver. And if I have to choose between him and T. Higgins with my quarterback situation, I think it's kind of a wash. I mean, it it could be a wash, but I mean, saying he's their best receiver is like Drake Runner's our best receiver. You going to call him one of the best in the league? And like, he had like almost 1,200 yards three years in a row, bro. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he did not. He bro, nineteen. He had eighty-seven for eleven hundred seventy-five. Twenty twenty, he had sixty-six for eleven ninety-three, and then twenty twenty-one, he had ninety-three for eleven fifty-seven. I could have sworn when I looked at this. Oh, but oh, you somebody saw his first three years, and then he went down to eight. But that's none of us dominant though. I feel like no. what was your quarterback situation those three years though? D Hop didn't care about no quarterback situation. He just that's, that's completely different. That's dominant. You get you know what I'm saying? D Hop was dominant. DJ Bro was good. But that's, that's dominant. dominant. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. You you had a very, very good number one wide receiver. Right, and like it just seems super counterproductive to now give up more draft capital to kind of correct that mistake. You know what? We can circle back to that one in City Talk. I think that'd be a great one. But as I'm looking forward in this division, um, the Bucks aren't going to move, but they got three wins. Uh, I do think the Saints are going to win next week, so we definitely need to beat the Texans to keep pace. It's a little too early to talk about playoffs, but. These wins really need to start adding up. We move on next to give me props and we look at Taj Benton for the first time. All 
right, give me props, betting portion of the show, my man. Um, you know what? Hey, look, I I I I'll go first. It was, it was a two and three week. It was it was hard out here for your boy. Nine and eleven overall for the season. If you bet with me, you don't lost some money. You ain't even break even. I ain't gonna lie to you, big dog. So extra points made. Coup over one and a half. We just didn't get in the end zone. Uh, I like to tell a story with my bets. And so usually whatever score that I put out there, I kind of make my bets match that. And I really thought last week that we were going to have some sort of offensive showing after that game in uh, Detroit. So we we just didn't get in the end zone. Uh, Bijan, longest rush over 15 yards, cash that. Score a touchdown, Ridley, cash that. Almost uh, almost was a bad bet because for the rest of the day, he got locked down. That was just a um, – a busted coverage. This one, this is the one. This is the one right here. Ritter over 19 and a half completions. Didn't cash because this man made 19 completions. I said, oh, uh, <laughs> and hits over 35 and a half yards. Didn't cash. Uh, next week isn't out yet. We're recording on Tuesday, so I'll be dropping them on socials. But uh, yeah, not not a fun week for me, man. Wouldn't hurt me either. <laughs> so I just, I just knew, knew that my, my promise was going in. I just knew, knew it was automatic. You get, you get London, London and London, 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 if Ritter threw to the other team, team a couple times, times left, then, then who knows? Who knows? He, was, he was looking for him on the slant. I felt like he was – I felt like all of them were, were trying to – I felt like they were trying to get their offensive players involved. But, bro, it just was not – it was not the day for it. Like, it was, it was not working. Um, so, are you gunshot now? Am I not going to get you next week? Well, maybe, maybe we, we know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. All right. Well, as always, as always, I'll put mine out on social. Um, or hell, you know, just for for betting points, we might get together on Thursday and drop like a 10, 15 minute betting pod or something, just so y'all know our picks for the week or something. I don't know. Point is, we'll drop it. We'll have it out in the open. I'm gonna try to. Uh, Make Todd make Taj a degenerate. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to keep working at him. It, it's never good when your first one is a loss because then you don't want to spend money no more. Right. right. <laughs> but it's all right. We move on to City Talk. City talk. So, my man, first thing we got to hit on, Caleb versus Shador. That game was hella fun to watch. Oh, definitely. So, when I seen Caleb, six touchdowns, I think he's going to be the first dude in forever to back-to-back for the Heisman. But in that second half, Shador showed that he belonged on that field. I don't think they was going out like they did against Oregon. 
And now I look at him, I think he has solidified himself as an well, Caleb obviously was the number one overall pick, but I definitely think Shador has solidified himself as a first round pick at this point. If he chooses to come out this year, I think he should come back for another year, but if he chooses to come out, I think he's he solidified himself. I think if they, yeah, they are going to the Big 12. So I think like the passing records that this man's about to put up is about to be stupid. Their their coordinator used to be a head coach. You know what I'm saying? Left his head coaching position to come and, and coach this man. And he is he's showing out. And I think I I, I think it's like a double edged sword for Caleb. Cause like you can't go higher than one. So like you can only go down. You know what I'm saying? You can only show that people are close to your level. You can't like raise your stock or profile anymore. You've been the number one pick for like two years now. But like when you see quarterbacks playing against him that look like they can be like competent or on his level, like I'm not gonna lie to you. Bo Nix, I seen him at Auburn. I, I've seen him at Oregon. I don't consider him a good NFL quarterback. I just I don't. I don't. And you know, I don't think that Shador's game was indicative of the type of quarterback that he is against Oregon. I felt like this USC game was a much better representation of like you could put up points, I could put up points, and I, I it, it almost felt like, bro, if Colorado can get a stop and get them the ball back, I trust your door with the ball. Yeah, but he, but he, he, he also got a lot more help offensively too. No, also true, also true. Um, this Colorado's just not there yet. They're just not there. But the fact that they could hang with USC for, for a good minute, I think bodes well for their future. Definitely. And, and like, oh. Okay. You know what? I mean. I mean, prime has that effect, man. Like, you want to – it's coaches you'll run through a wall for, man. And I think that I think that he's going to raise the profile of them players once he starts. Like, I don't think they have any draftable players this year outside of number three, the running back, who I think is a junior and probably not coming yeah, out. He's only a freshman. He's a number freshman. three? Yeah, true freshman. Uh, uh, I forgot what his name is. I thought he was a, a transfer. Edwards. He is. Edwards. He's a true freshman. He's a true freshman? Okay. That true freshman, number 14 wide receiver they have, my boy. Oh, yeah. He was going dumb. He might be one of them runs. He might be. I got to see it a couple more times. I got to see it a couple more times. You know what I'm saying? And then um, Travis Hunter, like, you've got some draft. It looks like you might have some draftable players in the coming years. That's only going to raise the profile of that program. I don't know where Coach Prime ends up. Colorado is not his last stop. Let's just keep it real. 
Um, I don't. I think he's done with Florida State. I don't think he'd take that job if they begged him. Uh, but I mean, if he builds an empire in Colorado, why would he leave? I mean, I, I think like money, resources, and then the ability to the ability to recruit at a certain level just isn't available no matter how cult of a personality you have. So like Jim Harbaugh. But, but, like why, why would it be? It just it, it's never it's never been the case. I can't say Jim Harbaugh. I'll probably say like James Franklin. Penn State is a huge I mean, brand. Okay. He's a really likable guy. But like certain kids just ain't gonna come play in the middle of Pennsylvania. It's not gonna happen. I mean, okay, but look at it like this. Your state itself is a pretty good football recruiting base. So, like, that's what <clears throat> Penn State pretty good. But Penn State, like, not a lot of people, not a lot of football, big-wise, is in, like, Pennsylvania. You know what I'm saying? De- Here's the thing, though. Dion got the number one player to go to a JUCO. You think he can't get to go to Colorado? You know what? You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Because <laughs> so Waterfall Well, I'm telling you. Colorado got money. It, it, it costs what? I think he got the price of the $700 for a suite. Like, the money going to be there. The resources going to be there. In Colorado, I mean, they—if I'm not mistaken—they they did have a national championship, I believe. So like, <clears throat> I don't see why you couldn't do it. The money's there. I don't know when I think players want to play for him. When I think Dion, I literally think Texas, Florida, um. Not not Mississippi or Alabama, maybe. I I really I really just see him in the SEC in the South. Honestly, like that's that's yeah, like could, Dion. That's that's what I see. You know what I'm saying? So like the thing with Dion, you know, like Colorado's a stepping stone. I I I don't know what it is. I mean, it could be, but I also feel like Colorado could be it. Like, unless he gets like an impossible job to turn down, Colorado could be it because it's like he got he got these Florida boys out there. He got people entering the portal. I want to go play for Prime. Him getting players is never going to be an issue. That's true. And his whole team is built off transfers, which leads us to the second topic. What do you think this trade market is about to look like throughout the season? You hinted on a little bit earlier with uh, Carolina, but Mm -hmm. what do you think overall are some players that could be on the move or like moves that maybe need to be made? Um. It's it's difficult to say. Um, probably with 
one trade that probably comes to my mind is maybe Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I don't know where he would go. I don't feel like anybody's going to pay him where he wants to get paid. I think he's probably conceded. He, I mean, he he can't get the contract in, in, right now anyway. He, he he would have to wait to the end of the season. So yeah, I'm I'm saying the team trades for him. Like, I, I feel like his value is non-existent because if a team if a team trades for him, they're gonna pay him. And if they're not gonna pay him, what are you gonna trade him? What are you gonna trade for him for if he's just finna sit like he's doing with the Colts? No, well, no, they, they activated him off the pup list. So he, Bro, he, 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 he's going to pay me. My ankle hurts again. No, he, he, he's been practicing this week over, over the year. Or, he, or, or he's going to practice tomorrow. If you trade me and this team is not going to pay me, my ankle hurts again. I'm going to get surgery. Figure it out. Like, he looked at me like, <laughs> no, bro, no. No, I'm not putting my body in harm's way, bro. That's not happening. Now, I mean, but the thing it, is, he won't be able to get the contract until after the season. No, he won't be but able. I think like until after the season end, since he missed, uh, he kind of did a hold in and played with it or whatever. So I'm pretty sure if he doesn't appear in a game this season, his contract is going to roll over. And that, I don't think he will because he's been there. Th- that's what I'm saying. He tried. He kind of played the system in training camp because I know if you miss a certain number of days and then you uh, he started the season on the pup list, so like those in conjunction can lead to your contract holding over for another year. So he needs to appear, I mean, at least appear in a game this season. No, I mean he's on the active roster. All you gotta do is be on the active roster because they took him off the pup list. So he's looking like I don't I don't think anybody's gonna trade for his contract. I don't think anybody's gonna trade for Chase Claypool. That was stupid. Like no, I think they're about, to, they're about to cut him, I believe. They should just they should have been cut him. When he was running the lazy routes, bro, they should have been cut him, dog. Like, y'all suck. And I, I mean that like in the nicest way. Y'all suck. And, like, without accountability, there can be no change. The fact that that man had a job the next day is wild. work, <laughs> And I was just like, not only am I not going to do this, I'm going to actively do things to hurt other members of the team and then clock back in tomorrow like it's all gravy. I, that's a bold man, dog. It's a bold man. Like, they, they should have they been cut Claypool. Then they're going to be like, oh, we're going to trade him. I wouldn't give you a seventh-round pick for him, bro. Wouldn't give you a bag of potato chips and a hot fart. Get out of here. Like, no. No. No, that was – nah, bro, because, like, I love football, man. And I, like, I'm I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to play in the – I wasn't good enough to play college. I'm not good enough to play in the NFL. Like, you have that opportunity, and like the one thing you can always control, you can't control if your coach is a dummy, like and and calls stupid plays, or like you know doesn't feature you in the offense. If your quarterback's up, you can't control none of that. You can always control your effort. You can always control your effort, bro. So like, 
lazy route running and then just like straight up refusing to run routes is like, nah, bro. Like, if I was a GM, like, bro, you're not coming on the team plane. Like, find a way home type shit, bro. It's my little rant for that. <laughs> like, and then, um, I don't think there's going to be any drastic quarterback movement. I think the Jets are okay riding out with Wilson. No, Wilson looks great. Um, on Monday night, that game. Um, Sunday. I think that game. Oh, Sunday. My bad. Um, yeah, but uh, he, he looked great on Sunday night. I think that game could be like one of the games that gets it going for him because. That's the first time he actually looked like the person I saw at BYU. I don't know. I got to him, him. So because he had one game versus Steelers last year that looked like that. I got to I got to see it a couple more times from. Him. I really do. Um, this is the Shanahan style offense. So like, maybe there there are significantly easier reads. Um, but like this offense was modified to fit Aaron Rodgers. Who is a very cerebral? Like, say what you want, and being quirky, very cerebral quarterback. Like, I mean, it is, but I mean, it, it's, it's been the Shanahan style offense since he got drafted. Also true, but they've gone through two different variations of it, right? So you're you're seeing new offensive coordinators. Like, it does kind of change what your what you're seeing, what the maybe not verbiage per se, but like where your eyes are focusing on. Cause you know, everybody has their own little, their own little twist to it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I think that that, and this, this coordinator was brought in specifically to work with Aaron Rodgers, who put his own twist on this offense in Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I honestly, I think the Chiefs game looks so good because they dumbed it down a little bit. If, if I'm just, the thing is, I'm just didn't even call the plays in Green Bay. Yeah, he was the, he was the quarterback coach. He just had the relationship with Rodgers because his offense in in Denver last year, Denver sucked. Looked nothing like this. Denver absolutely <clears throat> sucks, and they can't get rid of Russell Wilson's contract. Like people are talking about, oh, they could take the hit. I went and looked at it on Spot Track, where you can't, you can't. If they cut him, it's like an eighty-five million dollar cap hit. Yeah, like Russell, shout out to his agent, bro. Oh God, bro, like uh, he he, they can't get out of that contract. Um, but I really don't see them being able, like, they don't have no draft capital. They they can't really trade for anything. Um, I don't even know Vance Joseph is just terrible. So like I don't even know where you start to try and to fix that team. And you don't have your first round. No, you do have your first round pick. No, this no, year. You, they got the first this year. They traded it last year. They got it this yeah, year. But like it's 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 hard out here. Um the Chargers freaking Justin Herbert finger was the wrong way. You know, on your non-throwing hand, because you out there trying to play captain, save him. You know what I'm saying? You threw a pick, bro. Get down. Make it look believable, but get down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. As a defensive player, I'm looking for a quarterback to hit, bro. And I'm running you. I'm running you a smack over. Like, oh, like what? 
Like you want to be part of the play? Let's let's play. So you know, I, I feel like hopefully that doesn't like taint their season because I feel like the Chargers are decent, but I don't feel like there's going to be any quarterback movement. There's trade fodder out there. Um, the Bears moving on from Justin Fields, right? I'm gonna be honest with you. I think no move happens on that until the end of the season. If they do that, then that pretty much shows they they going for Caleb. Yeah, but like, not only do they have their pick this year, which is looking like it's Carolina as pick, got Carolina's pick. So like, even even if you end up with pick, you don't end up with. One and five, you end up with like two and four. You're looking at Drake May and Marvin Harrison Jr. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, Drake May and some really sweet offensive linemen. Yeah. I think it's, I think no matter what, with that Carolina pick as well, like with having that Carolina pick as well. It, and it sucks for Fields, but like, I feel like this is a hard reset. Like, oh, it is. I, I the don't, coaches are gone too. Yeah, well, I don't know. The coaches might not be gone. I don't see a world in which he's on the on the team next year. Yeah, and and, and to be honest, that's regardless of whatever record. Like, unless they win like 10, 11 games, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see that happening. Starting all four. Yeah, unless they do something crazy. Like, he fi- he finally had his best game as a pro. He finally broke 300 yards. You know what killed me? Four touchdowns. Like, what really killed me about that game, bro? Everybody's going to remember that Justin Fields pick at the end, right? Because, like, yep. the receiver was supposed to was supposed to run through. He stopped and thought Fields was going to throw behind him to, like, throw him open type thing so he could turn into the field. But, like, Fields, like, threw like you were supposed to keep running. Maybe y'all didn't see the same thing. It looked like it was man coverage, whatever. Everybody's going to remember the fields picked in. But they're not going to remember that it was fourth down and you didn't kick the field goal. You ran the ball. Yeah, that, right was, dude, that was stupid. That ran was the ball stupid. Right in the middle, bro. You got to help. You got to help your guy out, bro. Because, like, if here's my thing, because you know this is true. If they went up 31-28, Russell got the ball, tied it at 31, Russell got the ball in overtime and scored a touchdown, and they won 38-3. Nobody comes in today and is like, yo, same old Fields, Fields is trash, blase, blase, right? It goes from that to Fields did all he could. Did everything he could. He didn't get the ball back, right? But, like, now it's, oh, this Broncos defense got 70 hung on them. I mean, hell, they let Justin Fields score 28. You know what I'm saying? Like, because, mm-hmm. you, pick it, because you were the GOAT at the end, because you threw the pick. You know what I'm saying? And I just I, – I, I, I thought that was just absolute terrible coaching. But, like, not just in terms of the game. Because, like, I, or, or in most senses, I don't disagree with the call. But it's like you gotta help your quarterback out there, bro. Oh yeah. There was another. There was another call like that. I want to say it was the. Uh, was it Vikings? Colts and Rams. Oh no. 
Colts and Rams. No, I once the Rams got the ball, I I, I knew it was over. Uh, once the Rams got the ball, I knew it was over. But look, nobody's saying prime example, no one's saying anything about Anthony Richardson today. No one says anything about Anthony Richardson. He's great. He's got a lot of promise. This is all good. But it's because he never got to touch the ball again. I mean, but even even, even if he did throw the pick, it still would be a different narrative. <clears throat> this is because Fields has been – this is year three for Fields. Like, they, 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 they got the MVP talk on them and all that. Yeah, it, it, in five and twenty-four as a starter, that's just you know, is it, it's bad. It's like, bad. I'm like not. The, it's like the media. It's kind of like set up to turn on him. I like Fields, but the the amount of hype they put on him was unfair to him. And I'm not gonna lie. If you want to be honest, we talk about Ritter can't read the field. Re, uh, Fields is not reading. It's not reading. He's. Oh, he's not. He's one look and then he's out. And would that be really cool for our offense? I, I would love to see how our offense would look with really dynamic playmaking at quarterback. But you did. You saw it. Yeah. You, I, I, you saw it last year with Mariota. I think I think that I think that would be the exact like how our offense looked last year with Mariota, it would be slightly worse looking with Fields. Because I think they are sadly the exact same quarterback. But I feel like yeah. I feel like people don't recognize that like like I said, we're spoiled with Matt Ryan, man. People don't recognize that, like this this is real NFL life right here, man, where it's like you're just good enough to be a seven, eight win team, and there's no real hope at quarterback in the middle of the first round. You're either gonna overdraft somebody or you're gonna you know, just run it back with a mediocre cat. Overpaying, overpaying, get somebody. And I don't even see anybody on the market. Maybe Kirk Cousins. Honestly, I would take a Kirk Cousins with our team. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be super opposed to it. In a dome, in a dome, and many, he's super productive. But like. Who wants to sign a 34-year-old Kirk Cousins, bro? I don't care how old he is. If he's better than Ritter, I'll take him. <laughs> I think at that point, like, I, I would love to see some different type of team building to where it's, okay, if we're going to get Kirk and then maybe we draft another guy in the second. Because, like, I, I don't think you can take Ritter from, you know, four games at the end of a rookie year, starter this year, and then leave him on the team when you draft Kirk Cousins. Like, it's – you probably leave him on the team for that third year, but, yeah, no, nah, he's not going to be your long-term solution. He won't be long He'll finish out his contract. Oh, no, I don't, uh, I, don't think he, I don't think he finishes out that fourth year. I think he draft over him. Hmm? No, I, I believe he'll finish out that contract. I don't see why he wouldn't. No, nah, I just I think you draft over him because like if you sign Kirk at thirty four, he'll play that third year of contract. There's a fourth year of contract. Kirk's thirty five. You've already decided like he's not the guy. So rather than to have him sit for another year, you you would draft over him like you draft a quarterback in the first round or something. 
I mean, you probably still draft. You you could you you would just keep three quarterbacks. Nah, I don't. I don't think you can. Yeah, just like as a like you a man, bro. Like as a man, you can't go from this is my team. I'm running things to like yo. This rookie got drafted over me. I, I lost my job last year, and now someone's been drafted over me, and like think that's gonna be a good situation. It's, 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 it's the business. It's like. Hey, yeah, but like you're dealing with people, you know what I'm saying? Like you're dealing with people, but at the same time, he he understands what he got into. Which, I, but I think it's unfortunate. I think, that, I think that situation right there is why the Niners cut Trey Lance. Well, see, it's that's the difference though. Trey Lance just took third overall. They gave up three first rounds to get him. They took Ritter in the third round. They didn't give up anything to get him. Yeah, but listen, listen to what they did this offseason. This is your team. This is it. Like you started your rookie year. You they basically for hella high water have said, we're gonna give you this year. You know what I'm saying? Well, so yeah, they said they were gonna give him a shot, and they gave him a shot. They didn't <laughs> lie to him. <laughs> Man, yeah. But yeah, so so get, get him the shot how you get asked for, but what do you do with it? It's up to him. Yeah, but like I just like when that shot's over, I just think like that guy usually doesn't remain on the team just because like it's you know one thing we didn't talk about. Look, we're 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 terrible on the team. We're gonna be quick with this last one. All right. The one thing we didn't talk about, bro, the blow up on the sideline. Oh well, Matt Collins. Bruh. He said what every thousand fan was thinking at that point in time. And uh I'm not gonna lie to you. Play-wise, I don't mind. But in that moment, I do not like how Ritter reacted, bro. I ain't gonna say he bitched out, but like he did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like he he was like, it's all right. He looked how like fuck out my face. He was like, okay. Yeah, and just kind of sat. And like stared off into the distance or whatever, and it's like the only well, like, quarterback the body language from this game. Because like you see Drake running and Desmond Ritter sitting next to each other, and Drake don't even blink at it. Desmond Ritter's direction. He looking straight ahead. He ain't even looking at Des. And then they, they got uh other shot to him sitting on the sideline just by himself. On the bench by himself. And I'm like, telling you, bro, the only other quarterback I seen disrespected like that was Russell Wilson, bro. And we see where the Broncos are. Like, there is never a situation in which a wide because wide receivers run hot. They run hot. All skill positions run hot. Um, I would say corners too, but there's never really a position where a wide receiver is yelling at a QB like that and a coach don't step in, a player don't step in, or the quarterback don't stand up for itself, bro. And, like, everybody kind of just, like, let that happen. Well, the thing is, it, 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 it was it, – it happened so quick because it, it was just like a – boom, he came over in front of that, and dude was like, fuck in my face or whatever he said, and then that was the end of it. I feel like he I feel like he was speaking for the team, bro. I feel like he was speaking for the team. 
And no, I, I, I believe it because they frustrated. Yeah. Because like this team has expectation and the our expectations unfortunately are directly tied to the quarterback. I think that that's a that is definitely a situation to watch, and if if the locker room turns on you, it's over. You know what I'm saying? Like that that was that was Wilson last season. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like where he had like the the really bad post game comments. Like, do you think that you cost the team this game? And he's like, not really. And they had lost like ten to three because he couldn't complete like swing passes, and like. You could you like you lost the locker room, you know what I'm saying? And like we, like we just couldn't function with you a quarterback anymore. And he said all the right things in the in the presser, you know what I'm saying? And like dismissed stuff, but like that is definitely something to watch because uh he was the reason he started leadership, uh intangibles. If these guys quit believing in you, like they're they're gonna go to Heineke just off the strength. They have, they have no other choice but to at that point. Yeah. But we're on to next week. Appreciate you guys for coming to join out with us. I feel like we did decent on time. Maybe not really. Anyway, no, <laughs> we'll catch y'all next week. It's me, your boy Q City. We out. Looking like I hit the lotto. I wanna hide it like mulatto. I'm on here and she on me I'm in them good till tomorrow. I'm a robber for the narrows. Your little lows, I'ma put you on payroll. You smell that aroma? Design it, yeah, it's a party, yeah. Papa Corona? She moving the body, she working them heels. Gotta go get him and tell him. Grocery bag full of celery. Only believe had hey, what she telling me. Keep a 20 on me, case emergency. I wake up early every morning. Thank the Lord and get the bag. Hustle hard, get the cash. That first, then I'll show him my ass. Gotta go get him and tell him. Grocery bag full of celery. Only believe had hey, what she telling me. Keep a 20 on me, case emergency. My babies, that's who I grind for. Like the Navy. That's who I'm toting that iron for. Keep one in the head like a thought, nigga. Yeah, I fuck with Ty, he a boss, nigga. Put on that nick, I exhaust, nigga. Niggas cross me, so I cross, nigga. Them scripts was lit last night. 500, what it cost, nigga. Shit was really legit last night. Had them hoes at the house, nigga. Instagram, Snapchat, Triller. What they say about Jay, he a go getter. Used to have a fat sex in the grove, nigga. Late nights, early morning, in my dough, nigga. You smell that aroma? Design it, yeah, it's a party, yeah. Papa Corona, she moving the body, she working them heels. Gotta go get him mentality. Grocery bag full of celery. Only believe had what she telling me. Keep a 20 